0: Merry Christmas everyone. Isn't the Lord good? He is so, so amazing. I I love this time of year and and I really have enjoyed, I enjoyed the brass band. I thought they were amazing. I have enjoyed every, all the singing. I really enjoyed uh, with uh, Pastor Chuck talking to the children and I thought, okay, let's give an invitation and go home. Yeah, that was because you can never simplify the story of Christmas too much. I'm going to say that again. You can never simplify Christmas too much. We, we can elaborate on it. We can go in detail. And we can, we can focus on all of the amazing facts about Christmas. But when it comes down to it, when you really focus on it, it's about... God so loving the world that He came Himself in a manger. It's amazing. Uh, I, I just feel like great honor and privilege to be here today, and I know that people around the world are are celebrating Christmas. I know that, uh, and where where uh, Dell and Chuck are over in uh, in Strasbourg, they have the the Christmas uh, festival, and they have all the lights and everything else. And, and, and in Paris, I know they have lights and, and booths, and I know they have one in, uh, in Belgium. And they're, around the world, people are celebrating Christmas. There are lights and carols everywhere. In fact, my wife and I were looking at the, uh, the new LED snowflakes. Those are really cool, aren't they? I kind of miss the old tinsel ones back from the 70s. You know, they just kind of had that that aura of, I'm gaudy. Um, But most people do not know why they are rejoicing. They're singing carols, but they don't know the Christ. They're focused on gifts and giving, and yet they don't understand the greatest gift of all. They sing about joy, and in their hearts, there's a yearning for joy. See, Jesus came. We celebrate this time of year, not just for giving, but for that one priceless gift that was given to us. It's amazing to me that, that we we look at Christmas and we look at all of the things that we have made it, and other cultures have made it, uh, different aspects of it. And, and I look at Christmas and I think, this isn't an amazing thing. And even though I, it's as, as Chuck was telling us, the wise men probably showed up when Jesus is around too. We have them right there in the manger with us. It's okay. We can miss that one because that's not the main focus. The main focus is the priceless gift. It's the gift that we could not earn, that we could not buy, that we could not uh, intellectually conceive, that, that we could not, with all the power and might that we have, we could not generate, create, or produce. See, the scripture says that, that mankind, humanity, Needed a redeemer. A redeemer. Some, somebody to come and buy us back. We were under a thing called sin. Sin is, is disobedience to God. We inherited it from Adam. Thank you, Adam, very much. But it's that, it's that sin, it's that nature of sin, it's that, it's that part of us, in us, that wants to do wrong. I, I read... Uh, recently, and I thought it was so powerful. They said the devil never came to Eve and said, "I want to be your master." In fact, he's never come to any of us. He said, "I want to be your master." What he does is says, uh, I, "I want you to be autonomous. I don't. You don't have to follow God. You can follow your own path." See, God, the devil knows in his slyness that if we act and become self. Autonomous, if we act on our own apart from God, we're going to become a slave to sin. And when we become a slave to sin, we have to be obedient to death. See, when we talk about charting our own course and doing our own thing, what we're really saying is 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 that that the ways of God really don't matter and, and, and it's inherent in all of us, no matter who you are, no matter where you come from, it doesn't really matter. All of us have a propensity to do what we think is right. My mom and dad told me not to steal. But I did because I wanted that big deal of uh, rubber bands because I wanted to shoot spit wads at my brothers. So when I asked my mom for them at the ripe old age of five and she said no, I stuck them in my pocket. Did anybody have to teach me how to do that? Did I have to go to school to learn how to steal? No. It's the nature of sin. It's that thing that we want to do what we want to do in spite of the rules, in spite of the regulations. And and this is the amazing thing about Christmas. When you get this and you comprehend it, you understand it, you grasp it with everything in you. It will revolutionize your life. We rejoice in the season. We're here today because we... We get it. We understand what the priceless gift is. We understand that that we needed a Redeemer, that we could not save ourselves, and yet Christ came, God in flesh, robed Himself in humanity, and became one of us that we might be like Him, that He came down, that we may go up, that He became one of us and walked among us and talked among us to free us and set us free from the bondage of sin and death, that we no longer have to live under the, under the chains and the shackles of this world, but we can be set free and be called the children of the living God. And we can't do that on our own see we understand about the forgiveness we understand that 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 there's no way that we could pardon ourselves there's no mulligans there's no do-overs with God when you stand before him there's no saying I'm sorry let me try again you just get this one time this one shot this one this one this one event this one life this is all we have this is what we have and and Christ knew that we needed him so he came I can't imagine it I can't comprehend it I, I don't understand it I don't understand why the Creator would become part of his creation I know there are artists in the room, and I know that all of us are are would-be artists. And sometimes we draw things, or we sculpt things, or we, or we make things, and we look at it and we say, "Ah, we don't like that," and we throw it away. I know my wife is a very good confectionist. She likes to make candies and all of that stuff. And she was making some the other day, and because she didn't like them, she threw them in the trash. I went dumpster diving because those were great. Why didn't God do that? Why didn't God say, well, they're gone. I'll, I'll do something else. He could have. He's, ever, he's been since the beginning. He's always been. Can you comprehend that? I can't. I can't fathom it in my finite mind that we serve a God that's always been and always will be that created everything that, that we know as life and existence and, and he lives in this but he lives outside of it as well and we don't even have a, a, an understanding of what life is beyond all of this. We don't understand everything there is about God. He is so massive and so big and so great And so amazing that that our minds cannot comprehend how great and and majestic he really is. And why would he robe himself in flesh and be born in a manger? And not just be born in a manger, but through those that followed him he told the world, and he even told the devil, watch this, I'm going to be born right here. Thousands of years before he was ever born. 750 years before he was born, he spoke to his, his prophet Isaiah and said, hey Isaiah, write this down. For unto us a son is born, unto us a child is given, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the mighty God the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. He knew what he was going to do, said what he was going to do, and then did it. Jesus said for those of us that know, those of us that understand, those of us that comprehend, you see, he said this about the kingdom of heaven, about why we celebrate Christmas. He said this in Matthew 13, 44. He said the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field. When a man finds it, he hides it again, and then in his joy went and sold all he had and bought that field. Have you ever been in a bargain with somebody trying to buy something and you knew you really wanted what they had but you didn't want to tip your hat on on how much you really wanted because they were going to put the price up so you're sitting over there and you're trying to be really cool but on the inside you're just dying because you can't wait to finalize that so you can get what you're wanting That's what Jesus said, the kingdom of God, those that understand, those that comprehend, those that really get what Christmas is really about. It's about our Redeemer, our Victor, our Savior, our Deliverer, our Healer, our coming King. It's about everything we are and everything we're going to be. It's about eternity and where we're going to spend it. And Jesus said, when you get that, when you understand that, you are going to be so full of joy, you will be overwhelmed. Can I ask you today, do you have joy? Jesus said, it's like that, like that, that field, man. When you find it, whoo, you go hide it again, and you, and you go, and here's what he said. And he said, you, you go and you'll give a little bit. If the price isn't too much, you'll buy that field. Is that what he said? He said, in his joy he went and sold everything he has just to get the one see that's what christmas is really about when we really understand it, when we understand that we were lost, that we had no hope and that, and that God and in his infinite love gives us this opportunity to to be his children and when we understand the promise and that priceless treasure and it didn't end at birth but he walked this earth and died at Calvary for our justification, rose again for our sanctification and it's coming back for our glorification, when we understand that we will reign with him, we will rule with him, we will serve him, throughout eternity there should be a joy that is overwhelming. And those that understand this priceless joy will sell everything they have. Can I ask you a question? You don't have to answer. This is a rhetorical question. That means I don't want a response. I have to say that because I had a person in my life years ago that I would say this is a rhetorical question and I'd always get their answer back. He never understood what rhetorical meant. Or he did and just wanted to annoy me because that was the thing to do. Let me ask you, of all the things in this world, everything that you've seen, everything, anything, is there anything, one thing, anything that you would rather have than Jesus Christ. Is there anything in this life, honor, prestige, is there anything that you would like to have, that you would rather have, than the gift of eternal life? It's amazing to me, but we are serving a Savior that came. We are rejoicing in the fact that we now have what we could never earn. And it's because of His great love for us. My friends, I want to encourage you today as our, as our band comes back. I want to encourage you today. Get, spend some time with the Lord. Understand Understand the true value and understanding of this season. I'm not talking about what our culture has made it. I'm not talking what other cultures have made it. I'm not talking even the great things like the Hallmark Channel. I'm just saying, look at Christmas from the perspective that it is the priceless gift and it's handed to each and every one that will surrender their life and their heart to him. Scripture, as Chuck mentioned today, he said when when the wise men came, they offered gifts to the Lord. They worshiped him, Scripture says. And then being warned of God, they went home Another way. You don't have to go home the same way you came. If you came in here with anxiety or worry about life or worry about tomorrow or worry about what's going to happen next week, perhaps you're worried about the coronavirus or maybe you're worried about a variety of different things. It doesn't matter what it is. If you offer your life to the Lord and you worship Him, you will go home a different way than you came. You can come in here with sadness and leave with joy. You can come in here downtrodden and, and, and walk out with your head lifted high, knowing that the Creator of the heavens and the earth loves you and came just to be with you. My friends, that is something that, that, that is beyond any value, that you cannot put an amount on it, that you cannot place. All the, all the things of this world cannot replace that Christ loves us and died for us and longs to have a relationship with us. And it's free to whosoever will. Would you stand with me, please? If you're here today and and you don't know the Lord, it starts like this. Lord, I believe that you are, and I believe you reward those that seek you. So I am confessing right now that I need you as my Redeemer. Forgive me of my sins, and let me walk in relationship with you. My friends, those aren't just words. You don't just say words. What that is, is the beginning of a relationship that you understand that God is talking to you and you allow Him to speak to you through prayer and through the Word of God and you begin to grow and walk with Him on a daily basis. And the more you walk with Him, the more you're going to understand that this gift, this priceless gift, that you would not exchange it for everything in the world Father we thank you.